Welcome to Every Day is Macaroni. I'm Joy Alford Brand. And I'm Juliette Connell. And we're the hosts of Everyday Macaroni, the podcast. This podcast is a look at the lighter side of life, where we talk about our adventures as a modern blended family. So sit back, relax, and prepare to have your funny bone tickled. Welcome to our holiday special. This episode is the first in our new series of podcast episodes. We're using a new format and... We'll be posting a new eh, 20 to 30 minute episode twice a month from now on. Since this is a holiday special, it's a little over an hour long. Uh, I thought that would be a nice way to kick things off here at Everyday Macaroni, the podcast. We're also having some guests join us from time to time as we talk about our fun family adventures. On today's episode, we're joined by our good friend Susie, who has some funny stories to share with us. And I'm so happy she joined us for this holiday chat and shared her research on our topic, which reminds me, we'd like to give a shout out to culturetrip.com for all the interesting info about the Caganer and Cagatillo. Last but not least, keep an eye out for our website, everydaymacaroni.com, coming soon to the internet near you. So let's listen in on our discussion about holiday traditions from around the world, including the pooping log. We begin with a little song from Lita. And she's singing. This is where Ron's like, oh, please keep singing. I know. You have such a beautiful voice. Translate, Uh, please. It was, it's a song that kids sang on Christmas Eve. There it is. What's my mother going to give me? She's going to give me compote. It's like, you know, singing about the things that happen. Is that like fruit cake? Okay. No, compota is fruit. It's like oh, like, like baked and pears fruit, that are like, baked or, yeah. or poached. Mm-hmm. And then they're in a warm soup. I, Pretty like, much. Okay, that sounds yeah. bad, doesn't no, it? No, so but they're like, like stewed. They're, they're like stewed fruit. Right. right. Stewed prunes. Basically <laughs> stewed prunes. That's right. In a warm water. Yeah. <laughs> I think I want fruit compote. cake. Compote. No, it, I guess <laughs> yeah. it, isn't, isn't it You should come for Christmas. Ron's making a Christmas pudding that has fruit in it. Mm, it's in the yeah. refrigerator right now. You're welcome. It, it takes like six oh, weeks to make. is it marinating? It's marinating, all right. Yeah. Or molding one or the other. We're not sure. <laughs> that's like that friendship bread. What What's the cabbage that you let sit for a while that's really that's, good for you? That's kimchi. 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 So that's his good is for you. Like it's fermented. It's good for you. Fermented fruit. Is no. that what Ron's no. doing? No. Okay, so in England, it is an actual Christmas pudding cake that is made ahead of time, and they steam it on Christmas Day, like in Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, right? Uh They talk about, oh, Peter, listen to the pudding hiss and steam on the fire. It sounds like a snake. They're talking about she is steaming the Christmas pudding, his mother, Mm. What Ron is making, well, he's already made it. It's in the refrigerator. It's traditional British Christmas pudding. And he's made it once before, and it turned out pretty good. And it has alcohol in it. I I can't remember if it's brandy or rum or whiskey or what's in it. But then you light it on fire. And typically, you would put a steak of holly in it 
and then you would serve it with some cream on the side. Mm. Is the liquor the only way you can get to eat it? Is that that it? It's the way you you, you choke it down. (laughs) (laughs) No, he made it before and it was pretty good. Yeah. So, but it has raisins and cherries and Hmm. figs, I think. Would it look like a bread pudding? I think it's figgy pudding, pudding, right? No, bread pudding. So bread pudding is like pieces of bread in a custard and then you would put like a brandy sauce or whatever on top of it no this is like a solid kind of fruit cakey type thing is it hard and dry like a fruit no cake? no don't you remember no, you were you're here gonna light it on fire yeah it's not gonna be hard and dry no no <laughs> <laughs> not exactly with all the liquor right. you're pouring on exactly that. right <laughs> but this is a good segue into christmas traditions because that's sort of what we're talking about mm-hmm. tonight you have a different perspective on Christmas than the two of us have because we were basically born and raised in middle America. Your parents are from Spain and you were raised on the East Coast. So you have kind of a layered background as far as Christmas is concerned. Yeah, I think our Christmases were very blended. And by that, I mean the European Christmas, Spanish heritage kind of Christmas. And then the American Christmas that I learned on the TV from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or friends of ours or whatever. So it's kind of that in-between. My parents learning about American Christmas, but still holding true to their Christmas. And then being in the United States at a time where it wasn't fashionable to continue your traditions because you're really not in your right. country anymore right you know so you're now american 70s, so you need to pers- yes. you need to have american traditions and things like that right yeah. yeah you were very thankful for being here very thankful for the opportunity speak english don't speak spanish whatever yeah right right so um they took on the things that they saw on tv and the things that we brought home from school so sometimes you think back and you're it was very exaggerated because my brothers and my view of Christmas that I learned from certain families at school versus what my parents were hearing and my parents really didn't watch a ton of TV they went to work and came home and that was pretty much the extent of their social lives that's funny because Ron does say that your dad spent a lot of time in his recliner with the TV remote in his hand. Yeah. I mean, and he would fall asleep and he'd be like, and Ron would try to change his channel and your dad would be like, no, I'm watching that. I know. And wake up just in time to say, no, I'm watching that. It is true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Eventually that's kind of where he wound was. up. Yeah. Where he wound up. Um, when we were still living in Patterson, New Jersey, and he worked the night shift, my mom worked the day shift. This way, there was always someone in the house with us. That was a little different. And of course, my grandparents lived upstairs because we lived in a three-family home. So it was my grandparents, then it was us, and then it was my uncle with my cousin and... uh, Your Uncle Roman? uh Uh-huh, yep. He was living there with Amy and Pat, oh, of course. Oh, oh, okay. And that was when we were much younger. We had just moved But back you have a great Uncle Roman, too. But he wasn't there. He was around the block. Okay. Yeah, because we by. could walk to Very his house. By. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so it was a little bit more of an exaggerated kind of Christmas. And, and maybe Christmases were a little more exaggerated then. I don't know. I mean, I know I've heard both your stories as well. 
well, I got distracted. Julie was talking about how her Christmases were blended as far as Spanish traditions versus your American traditions. So I know you said something about the shoes, leaving the shoes oh, out okay, and yeah. what they were oh, yeah. for. Mm-hmm. So that was probably more of a Spanish tradition. Did you notice as a child, like, oh, this is different? I don't have friends that do this? Oh, yeah. I want to say that I didn't do that always. We didn't always do that with the shoes. So my parents were very, very careful what sort of traditions they allowed in the house, especially when we were really, really young. My parents only spoke to each other in Spanish. They never spoke to us in Spanish. The only Spanish that we were able to speak in the house was to my grandparents because they only spoke mm-hmm. Spanish. They didn't speak English at all, almost. Right. They didn't want us to struggle in school. So the more English... Survival's the name of the game. Yep. Right. And ex- surviving and, and excelling. Yes. That you could do in the house, the better, because mm-hmm. then we didn't need extra help in school. That sort of thing. That's pretty much what you did. It went to the point where my dad even changed his last name. I mean, we dropped the last name so that he could at least apply for a job and get an interview. It it was more assimilation, big on that. Now, as we grew older and we had friends and and they were more comfortable that we were able to survive and able to thrive in school, that's when we started hearing a lot more stories. Mm -hmm. This is what I did when I was little and so on and so forth. So somewhere around maybe late elementary That's when my mom said, oh, you know what we should do? We should put some shoes outside. So we would put shoes outside our front door because in Spain. Like outside of the house? Yeah. uh, In Spain, they don't do Santa like we do it here. Yeah. So Mm because I want to make sure I'm clear on this. Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Well, Santa Claus Santa is real. It, it's is an just, American thing, though. Largely, it's not. The rest of the world doesn't really right. I think ex- he goes by Santa Claus as Santa Claus per se. Right. He goes by a different name in Europe, and that would be Saint Nicholas. And Saint Nicholas was a saint, and he was real. If you lived in Belgium and Germany and those areas, even maybe France, I'm not a hundred percent sure. On Father that one. Christmas in some areas, right? Mm-hmm. Père yeah. Noël, that kind of thing, right? And he was your older traditional Santa coming and giving treats to kids and cold to those who you know deserve that stinkers. Too. But a lot of the world still is attached to it's the the reason for the season right it's the nativity set well it's a very religious thing too yes the nativity set yes so spain holds true to the three kings the magi bringing gifts to the baby jesus and that's how they celebrate christmas so they don't actually celebrate on christmas day the big deal is christmas eve and i think if you go to italy it's the it's the feast of the six fishes is it I think you're right. I think that's what yeah. it is. And, I've never heard of and that that's before. that's why mm-hmm. you eat a lot of seafood on Christmas Eve. And the same at my house. It's more celebrated. Christmas Eve is a little bit more celebrated mm-hmm. than Christmas Day. That's true. You always dress up for Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. I know because I got caught in that the first year when I came and I was wearing like jeans and a, like mm-hmm. a top and everyone was wearing satin skirts and ties. And I really right. felt underdressed. No one told me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ron didn't tell you? No. Ron didn't tell me. Are you kidding? Well, and that for us, it's because we're always going to Christmas Mass, right? Now, Christmas, real Christmas really? Mass is like when have you gone mass. to Christmas Mass since I've known you? 
Um, Maybe once or twice. No, we used to go when the girls were little because they were mm-hmm. even in the in the chorus Christmas pad, whatever it's called. We we did several times, and when the girls were little, they used to sing at church and whatnot. It got very hard at one point because what happens is is you're celebrating Christmas Eve, right? And you've got all these people coming to your house, but you're at church till six o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So someone always has to stay behind. To cook and, to and start whatnot, cooking yeah. and preparing and whatnot. So the meal on Christmas Eve for us was never this. I mean, it was big, but it wasn't like turkey and mm. and all this. It's small appetizers and fish platters and cocktails and things like that. Things that can be made and not necessarily all coming out at the oven at the same time. And we were all dressed up because we were all just coming home from church. Hence the mm-hmm. they were all dressed, dressed up so they could, could point it out to joy you're not dressed up heathen heathen <laughs> you're a heathen <laughs> so that was just one of the traditions that we had and okay and so at some point you started putting your shoes outside right so we would put our shoes outside because of course spain does the the three kings or the magi so this way when they when the magi get to your house They know how many children are living in the house and the kids would fill their shoes with like oatmeal and carrots and things so that when the Magi get there, they are eating from the shoes and then they come in and just like Santa would here, put some presents in the house and voila. That was so, Christmas. So it wasn't Santa that left you the gifts. No. It were the three, the three wise men or uh-huh. the magi or the three kings. Yep. That was kind of a novelty because at that point, you're in fifth grade or wherever, fourth grade. So you know Santa. You're comfortable with Santa. We know what Santa is. And then my mom tells the story and it was just like, wow, three kings this is so great i never even thought of that so it was kind of like a eye-opening sort of thing that they slowly integrated certain cultural aspects of christmas and and traditions that we really weren't familiar with because they kind of dropped it when they got here it was like all right we're all american i do think it's kind of funny that you're talking about the magi eating out of the shoes no, the Magis aren't eating out of the shoes. Their camels are. Okay, well, you didn't say that <laughs> specifically. Okay, so you put stuff in your shoes so their camels mm-hmm. have something to eat, right? Okay, right. So, I need to know, what did your mom give you to put in the shoes? It was carrots and like hay, grass and things like that. We something didn't have easily hay. cleaned <laughs> out? Because did you actually continue to wear the shoes? Yes, yes, okay. we did. All right. Well, I mean, you know, not for nothing, but... Uh, me growing up they'd be like don't put anything in that shoe like milk that's uh gonna damage it because you're gonna have to wear it to school on monday right (laughs) now it was just like lettuce or or grass that we went out there picked it and threw it in there and some some carrots just to keep the camels occupied while the wise men went inside and bringing your gifts yeah that was it okay so it was the wise men that were bringing the gifts and Uh the camels were eating yeah. No Santa Claus anywhere. No Santa Claus. Okay. No. But uh, in Spain. In Spain. Now, in my house, for several different years, we had the wise men and Santa, which was a bonus. <laughs> 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 well, for all those kids whose p- 
parents are one parent is Jewish and the other parent is not and they have Hanukkah or a Hanukkah bush as my friend Maureen would call her Christmas tree it's a Hanukkah bush Uh so you have Christmas and you have Hanukkah so you had Santa Mm -hmm. and you also had the Magi in the shoes right that only went on for a little while because you don't believe in Santa for all that long and the Magi obviously that that I was trying to second here I was trying to avoid the whole not believing in Santa for all that long. But now that you bring that up. Yes, Joy. Mm. <laughs> Maybe we skip that and talk about that later. No, no, no. Joy. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> well, your parents let you believe in Santa Claus, right? Uh, yeah, they would have let me believe it till I was in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and you too, right, Susie? Oh, absolutely. You had some experience with that and your I, whole family yeah, I totally had, buying into that. Oh, yes. And I had older brothers. So, of course, by the time memories that I had, they were old enough that they no longer believed in Santa, but I still did. So they always played along and had a lot of fun with it. And with me, too, is playing along with Santa being there when Santa's coming and all of those things. So mm-hmm. yeah, I had I had good memories yeah. of, of Santa. You have to tell that story that you were telling us earlier about your mom and the Sprite. Well, on Christmas Eve, our tradition was always to go to my dad's mom's house and we would go and visit with that side of the family and come home that evening. And, you know, mom and dad were tired. They're always like, come on, go to bed, hurry up, go to bed. Christmas tomorrow morning. If you don't go to bed, Santa's not coming. You know, that's all what I remember. And I'm like, Mom, Mom, we got to leave Santa some cookies and milk. We got to leave something out. And I can remember her now knowing as an adult what I'm sure she was feeling. I'm sure they probably had a bed. Yeah, she wanted us to go to bed. I'm sure they'd had a few glasses of wine at Christmas Eve. And she's like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's looking through the fridge and everything. And she turns around to me and she goes, honey. I tell you what, we're going to leave him. We're going to leave him this Sprite and some club crackers and cheese. <laughs> and I'm looking at her like, yeah. And she goes, because guess what? Every house he goes to, he's getting cookies and milk. Don't you think he's probably tired of cookies and milk? And I'm, I'm like totally bought in. I'm like, yeah. What a great idea. I said, that's awesome. Santa's going to love us even more. (laughs) And so she goes, here, we'll put it out for him. Like I said earlier, paper plate, no Linux in our house. (laughs) Yeah, paper plate, I can still visual, I can see those cheese and crackers and that Sprite sitting right there. And I went to bed totally satisfied, happy, because that, my mom sold it. Mm -hmm. It was great. What a great memory, though. It it is. It really is a good memory. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't have a memory like that. And the reason is why, why joy? (laughs) The reason I don't have a memory like that is because my dad insisted that there was. And again, if you have young ones in the car, please cover their ears. My dad insisted that there was no such thing as Santa. Why joy? Why did he insist? (laughs) Well, Jesus is the reason for the season. And I don't deny that. I get it. But there was no wiggle room for the delight of a child. (laughs) There was no opportunity for a child to enjoy believing uh, and all that. All all that fantasy and imagination or whatever. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no. 
<laughs> we were not allowed to believe in Santa Claus when I was a kid. And not only were we not allowed to believe in Santa Claus, dad made such a stink about it that for me, it was such a big deal that there was no such thing as Santa Claus and all the other kids were stupid and believed in Santa. And so I went to school. What? How old were you? I was probably kindergarten, first grade. Little. Very, very young. And I went to school and I started telling all the other stupid kids at school, hey, dummies, <laughs> you believe in Santa? There's no such thing as Santa. My dad told me and I believe him because he's right. <laughs> and it was such a big deal. I guess it started such an outcry amongst the kindergartners that the teacher, my teacher, called my mother and said, your daughter is here telling everybody there's no such thing as Santa and that's not a good thing. <laughs> and my mother got so mad. I got in trouble I, and I'm pretty sure dad got in trouble too. <laughs> <laughs> but I have not so fond memories of coming home and being told, I can't believe you went to school and told people that. And in my mind, I was thinking, well, I have to correct all those dummies. <laughs> They this need is to a know. Public service. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I am doing a public service. I want all of these dummies to know. Hey, you are being duped. <laughs> you need to be corrected. You need to know the truth because the truth is out there. <laughs> oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. The yes. truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're going to stand on? <laughs> <laughs> well, what with being an officer of the court, I think that's important. Oh boy. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying, but it was very clear to me early on that Christmas was a very religious holiday Mm. and that I was there in church to celebrate the birth of Jesus and to enjoy my orange and my walnut. Yeah. Why why don't you tell us about those, (laughs) those sweet little gifts? Well, I actually, I think you can explain it a little bit better than me. Well, we did have a great conversation tonight at the table with your wonderful taco dinner. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're welcome. It, no, it was great. But Christmas traditions, I think, it, I think it's great. You know, we all have different memories and good ones, bad ones, how we remember growing mm-hmm. up and celebrating Christmas well, and that whole You month. and I are from not too far apart. Right. You're, You're from, from Ohio mm-hmm. and I'm from Western Kentucky, you know, right in that Illinois, Indiana, that area. Mm-hmm. And you and I, which Julie found this very funny, <laughs> is that Christmas, we can remember you received an orange, maybe a piece of peppermint we would have a, i would get candy yeah, yeah a some candy. type like of candy. Hard candy yes it was yeah. hard like mm-hmm. the traditional christmas mm-hmm. hard candy that right. you see and then nuts but they were not nuts that were cracked they were nuts whole nuts like mm-hmm. a walnut mm-hmm. that you had to be able to crack it and pick out the nut and i vividly remember that getting those Me bags mm-hmm. and that was so exciting to get that fruit and the nuts mm-hmm. because that was just Christmas to you. That was a tradition. And I think looking back in the areas that we grew up in, you didn't have fresh fruit in the winter. You did have some, but that was, you know, citrus was really a big deal. Well, you're a little bit older than me, mm-hmm. a little bit, but yeah. it was a big deal for me. Yeah. I remember getting the fruit. I remember getting specifically a walnut mm-hmm. uh, and a Brazil nut. I, I'm just totally floored 
<laughs> I, I really am because I really thought that I knew most Christmases. The fact that the two of you grew up in two different states and different and, times too because right. i am older yeah, than joy not much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah. and and you're talking about getting oranges and nuts and nuts and candy in their mm-hmm. shell and candy totally yeah, you had to crack the nut yourself yeah i i feel like i went back in time until like the 1800s <laughs> <laughs> i'm like does this actually go on i mean i honestly feel like i don't know like i came into this thinking yeah, you know, my parents were immigrants and they didn't have a lot of money and I got two presents under the tree. But I'm like, dang, if I got any walnuts in my stocking <laughs> with an orange in there. <laughs> well, I don't think I had a stocking. Did you? No, we didn't. What? No, no we mm-hmm. had no stockings. No. Y- you guys are blowing my mind. No, we didn't have stockings. And it, I mean, I think. No if- shoes by the door? <laughs> no. Well, no, absolutely not. No. <laughs> Uh, those were would be considered out there traditions that we've oh no 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 we don't do that here's your present here's your your walnut and your orange now go be happy <laughs> and oh socks and underwear yes mm-hmm. you always received things that you needed mm-hmm. things that were very practical a coat socks a coat, underwear yes. clothing for my brothers it may be like new hunting you know, like boots they would mm-hmm. wear outside to hunt you mm-hmm. know those things now, I don't know. I can't really remember if my brothers being older. I'm sure they got gifts that they enjoyed. But I can remember <laughs> you always got it, or I did. You would get a gift that was fun. I do remember, you know, getting a Barbie or getting something like but that. But it was only like one thing. Right. You did not like other people. We didn't get multiple toys no. or things like that. Mm-hmm. Right. It was usually just things that you needed and then you did mm-hmm. get that one thing. Maybe a new dress or something like that. A, a new Sunday dress. Mm-hmm. Some kind of. Because, you know, kids, they grow. So they need or to have pajamas. pajamas. I remember getting Didn't pajamas. you say toothbrush, too? Yeah. <laughs> I never got a toothbrush. Yeah. I know. The, yeah. <laughs> we, we did get some time. When my mother decided, I don't know what it was about stockings. Like, we didn't grow up with, like, oh, let's go look and see what's in your stocking Mm-mm. at all. Mm-mm. Because I'm sure my mother, the one that gave Sprite and crackers and cheese, <laughs> it was very practical. Okay, your gift's wrapped up under the tree. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to put something in a stocking? Mm-hmm. But I do remember that, I don't know, she was also kind of funny about, like, oh, let's do something new or different. Maybe she bought new stockings or probably made new stockings. I don't know. But had decorative stockings mm-hmm. one year. And that was when we got the toothbrush mm-hmm. and the things because then not only did you get underwear that was wrapped, you also got other necessities put in your stocking. Yes, right. My parents divorced when I was eight. After that, Christmas changed a fair amount. <laughs> <laughs> After that, Christmas became a much leaner affair in many ways. But you I, did join the 20th century then at that point, didn't you? Well, we got a TV. And it was color. Wow. And I got a stocking. My oldest sister made it for me. And they put stuff in it. It was mostly candy and things like that. But not oranges and nuts. It was like Mm. M&M's and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then as I got older, because I'm the youngest, as the older kids left the house, and it was just my mom and I, mom would put things in it like nail polish and stuff like that. That kind of thing. 
it kind of evolved over time. But at that point, when I was just coming into double digits, like 10 or whatever, that's when I started getting that kind of thing for Christmas. But I would still get utilitarian things like shoes and jeans and stuff like that. So you growing up, right? You're one of four, Mm -hmm. right? Susie, you had two brothers, Mm -hmm. right? And I just had the one brother. And Uh, my little Ron. (laughs) Now, I know I celebrated my mom's family is very, very close. So she's one of five. And out of the five, four of them were here in the United States. So out of the four that were here in the United States, it was a total of five cousins. So I know that we would celebrate Christmas Eve at our house. Every one of those cousins Mm -hmm. would come to our house. My aunts and uncles would come to our house. We would celebrate Christmas Eve. Then the following day, we would travel two hours to Long Island to go see my aunt. And the same people that were just at my house the day before are now in Long Island celebrating over at my aunt's house. And we were exchanging gifts and whatnot. And of course, Santa followed you around. Oh, yeah. All the aunts, all of them would say, Santa knows you're going over to Aunt Peppy's house. She says, so you're going to have something here. And we would get there. And somehow we were always surprised that (laughs) Santa really actually knew that we were going to my Aunt Peppy's house. So he left us a gift there, too. Oh, man. Only because we had to leave our gifts at our house because we weren't allowed to bring them. What? No, because it was Legos or it was something with parts and you weren't going to take it over there and then lose the parts over there. And then what? They're two hours away. We're not going back to get them. Oh, my God. That's terrible. So what torture? I know. Here you have this brand new thing because you were allowed to open a gift on Christmas Eve. We were allowed to open one gift on Christmas Eve. And you couldn't take it with you. No. And then Christmas Day in the morning. I think your parents hated you. (laughs) We would open up the other one or two gifts that we had under the tree. And then it was, all right, hurry up. Let's get dressed. We got to travel now all the way to Long Island, two hours away, and go to my Aunt Peppy's house where all of my cousins were going to be over there. And each one of us, guess what? Oh, my gosh. Santa brought something to my house, too. My cousin Amy was there, too. She's like, yeah, they left your presents at my house. I guess they must have known that we were going over here. So we brought ours here, too. And somehow it all worked. So we really celebrated with a lot of kids, a lot of family. We're always at our at our parties. And as a matter of fact, well, I don't know if it was Christmas, more so New Year's Eve when we would celebrate and we would go to New York. Then it was extended families were invited too. So it was not just my mom's sisters and brother. It was now my uncle's mother and father it was their kids it was their nieces and nephews i mean we would get together and at one point you think back and you're like wow the houses were half the size as they are now and we had triple the Mm -hmm. amount of people and you're crammed in there we're crammed in there Mm -hmm. we're shoving grapes in our faces you know 12 grapes hey that's another thing oh but that's a new year's tradition yeah that's a new okay we talk about that later okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. but it was all about gathering and family and everyone getting along and everyone poking fun at each other and laughing and all this stuff but 
the two of you were very different from that, mm-hmm. right? I mean, not everybody got along. <laughs> but even even the two of you were, I mean, I know you guys share the whole orange and walnut thing. <laughs> and hard candy. Hard candy and Christmas. Hard candy. hard candy Christmas. Right. But um, although you, you were both raised with. Are you, I don't know. Are you, were, were you raised Baptist? How were you raised? Yeah, first Christian, same mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah, yeah. Protestant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And that you you all have in common, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, we were we were Catholic, so <laughs> I hold, withhold comment. <laughs> Zip it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you didn't have a ton of money either one. Oh, of we you, didn't right? have any money. Mm-hmm. I think I think of all three families represented here, we had the least. <laughs> probably. But I yeah. think for the two of you, that's probably where the similarities now are done. I think that, and you also look at geography. I, mm. I also think about the area you grew up in, and definitely where I was. Like, we go back to talking about like the the produce and the the even candy. Oh, yeah. Thinking right. about candy in the stocking, like where mm-hmm. I, I was. I mean, we had an IGA that was independently owned, very small, and then another independently owned grocery store. So that was all we had. I mean, you had an, an a locally owned drugstore, mm-hmm. but you didn't have like lots of places to shop. You mm-hmm. didn't have... Mm-hmm like Walmart, not until I was in high school. So you didn't have, we would have to drive like over 50 miles to get to a Sears Mm -hmm. or get to a place to where you bought. So I think a lot of that had to do with things that you got, like the the little things. Now, isn't that funny? Because I have to say, we didn't grow up with a lot of money either. I mean, not Mm -hmm. at all. My parents both had to work. They were both out and about because they had to work. But the funny thing is, is now that I'm seeing it, right, it's geography. Mm -hmm. So we grew up in New Jersey, New York area where everything was very close. We had a ton of stuff at our disposal. Although our money was tight, we still had options. Right. right? We had places to go. Whereas the two of you, very rural. No, 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 no. Uh, I was raised in Dayton, Ohio. Oh, so (laughs) definitely larger than where I was. A good sized city. I wouldn't say necessarily a big city. We had a lot of department stores. We had to drive a little bit to get where we were going, but we had options. We had shopping and things like that. But so you weren't necessarily rural, but you know, but when I was staying mostly with my grandparents, particularly after my parents got divorced, they lived in a little town called Crawfordsville, Indiana. And there, Montgomery Ward was big, J.C. Penney, Sears and Roebuck, that kind of thing. It was a much smaller town. So I kind of had that small town experience as well. And for us, if you wanted to go shop at a big department store, you had to go to a mall, which was not close. Or you had to go into downtown Dayton. Mm. So... And then you, Susie, in Western Kentucky, I mean, you were rural. I oh, mean, yeah. We had to go drive to Indiana to get to a mall wow or i can even remember going on a sunday afternoon after church going out to lunch there driving like probably 60 miles you'd go go to lunch and then go to a very large grocery store mm-hmm. to do your shopping yeah, yeah for but, the week but or it whatever. was not necessarily 
it was kind of a treat like Mm -hmm. let's go and let's go to this grocery store and just be in awe of all the things offered at at a grocery store and i can't remember as a kid just thinking oh my gosh this is just amazing what Mm -hmm. you see Mm -hmm. now you had a larger family you were one of four and you were one of three did either one of you celebrate with family uh, like extended family yes yeah, yeah, we did. Oh, did. Uh, okay. We it was my dad. There was nine children in his family, and he was one of the youngest. A lot of his family was spread out. Not all of them lived right there. But I had cousins, most of them much older than I was. I remember a couple of cousins close to my age. Mm-hmm. But we didn't do a big like gift exchange or anything. But I do yeah. remember seeing them. That was fun. You know, you knew that you got to see them on certain holidays. And then on my mom's side, I had a couple of cousins that were my age, but there was really just two. So Mm -hmm. there wasn't a lot of cousins and extended family that you got together with. Now, did you guys have traditions? specific i mean i know i do the we got the spanish thing going on okay (laughs) so my mother she was the youngest of three and my dad was the middle of 11 kids we live in ohio my dad's family was down here in north carolina and so i only saw them maybe twice as i was growing up my mom's family we saw them a lot they lived about three hours away from us in indiana crawfordville and i saw all those cousins every holiday and most summers the thing that stands out for me in terms of traditions a lot of church and also my even even after the divorce your parents divorced yes Mm. still a lot of church because we would go to indiana for a lot of things to see my mother's family and church was a big part of that Mm. the other thing for me that stands out is food my mother's mom was a really good cook it was a big deal to get to go and eat at grandma and grandpa's house. For me, growing up, holidays meant really good food. I had a fair number of cousins on my mother's side. In total, there were 13 cousins. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm, counting myself. And so we would all just be there eating and roughhousing and carousing and whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> together. At grandma and grandpa's house. And it was fun. Yeah. But gifts weren't a big part of it. That wasn't something that I recall being common. Hmm. You, Susie, did you guys celebrate like any particular traditions that you guys had? Mm -mm. No. Kind of like what Joy said is when we did get together, it wasn't that large of a family. But the food was always really, really good. Mm. Always the same things. And I notice even my children now, they're like, what are you making, mom? And if I deviate. It's a scandal. Oh, yeah. You're not going to make those. Yeah, that's what Matthew's like. Yeah. Uh, you're not making sweet potato casserole. I'm like, well, I thought I'd do this. He goes, you're not making sweet potato. I go, well, I'm making sweet potato casserole. Yes, yes of course. Yeah. But mm-hmm. yeah, I remember, like you said, like my grandparents, when we would go there, Although we lived really close to them, so I saw them all the time anyway, but the holiday Mm. was great because you knew you were going to have turkey. I was going to get, we called her Meemaw, Meemaw's mashed potatoes. Mm. She always made great pecan pies because they had pecan trees there and... You had all of the certain things you knew. That, and you knew. Yeah, you knew what be was going to be there. Yeah, well, that yeah. was the only time of the year you got oyster dressing. Oh, see, I never, make, we never had that, but 
that whole stuff the turkey and all the kind yeah. oh yes and the pecan pie and the apple pie and the yeah grandma they made could this, make an apple pie like you would not believe it was so good yeah. yeah they made the same thing so that's really the only i guess you would call that a tradition mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but other than that as far as any anything else we went to church if it fell on sunday but mm-hmm. if it wasn't you right. know a sunday we didn't this mm-hmm. is this is just very eye-opening for me because the funny thing is, is that my takeaway from the holidays has nothing to do with food. Mm, I mean, I like funny. it. I, they're, even now, you know, I'll remember, oh, yeah, my mom always makes, I like her stuffing for Thanksgiving, right? Uh, Ken's loaded mashed potatoes don't right. mean anything and, to you because they mean a lot to me. mashed potatoes, yes. But growing up, I feel like in contrast to you guys, I feel like my parents always had so much food and there were so many people there. I remember my mom making lamb, which is something that I am just not fond of, right? And everyone ooing and aahing over her lamb and having ribs and having all this fancy stuff and crab for Christmas Eve and, sorry guys, but the nuts at our house. (laughs) (laughs) They were already cracked open, right? (laughs) No, but there was a pile of them in a basket. Mm Right. And there were not crackers around. Yeah. Well. So I didn't have to stare at them. <laughs> but you know, I figured I mean, out a way that, to open it. Believe me. <laughs> that sort of thing. It's funny to me. The takeaways. You remember the food. You remember all that. Now, the one thing that we do have in common is that we all like the holidays for the people that we. Oh, yes. Are oh, with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, yes. That really makes it regardless. Of for how sure. Many that was a very, very, very big deal. Right. Yeah. You get to see everybody. And you get to yeah. just catch up and show off whatever it is ridiculous oh, yeah. thing you got for Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Now, of course, I don't want to sit here and paint a picture of these angelic three <laughs> little girls that had these really <laughs> great Christmases and we totally loved our family, which <laughs> we did. Mm-hmm. And obviously, these two really loved their dinners, which, you know, I'm sure they did. I don't know. Um, Maybe we need to lose some weight. <laughs> I know. Maybe I shouldn't love my dinner so much. <laughs> I do have to say that, remember, I said that I was allowed to open one gift for Christmas oh, Eve. And right? here it is. Here comes the confession. Okay, yes. let's hear it. <laughs> well, I am Catholic. Oh, yeah, well. <laughs> So we were allowed to open one. So knowing that ahead of time that we had to open just, we were only allowed the one gift. (laughs) My brother and I used to go under that tree because my mom would wrap everything. And now when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute. Did I not believe in Santa then? I'm guessing this was after believing in Santa or not because the tree was always filled with gifts. As she bought it, she would wrap it. And throw it under the tree. Well, if she was like my mom and she would write from Santa and if you ever (laughs) questioned it, she'd be like, honey, Santa is so busy. Sometimes he makes an early delivery. (laughs) I was told that as well because I did catch that one time when I could read when I was probably old enough to read. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You're still allowed to believe in Santa. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. That is too funny. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm, all, uh, I'm always going to remember. I'm going to just leave Sprite and, and yeah. some crackers and cheese for Santa. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe a glass of wine for Santa. Hey, I'm, you know, that doesn't surprise me that she wouldn't have done that or wouldn't have said, oh, yeah, do that. <laughs> well, my brother and I would spend days, days before Christmas Eve kind of shaking the presents under the tree 
and then really trying to figure out, okay, out of that list that I gave my mom and she picked two gifts out, which one could this possibly be? Right. And it got to a point where we would like try to lift the tape on the corner of a gift just to kind of figure out which one it was. And you're like, uh, oh, no, I know what that is. No, 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 no. I'll open that tomorrow. I don't need that now. <laughs> and, and you'd go on <laughs> until you found the gift. Like, yes, this is the perfect one. This is the one. I'm opening this one up. Yeah. Did so. you ever accidentally kick it? And tear the paper a little. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't kick it, but yeah, because you know sometimes that tape is on there kind of oh, tight. Did you blame it on Ron? Of course I did. Of course, <laughs> of course. That's all right. We went there fully ready, just mm. in case we ripped open a side, and we had scotch tape with us. Oh yeah, prepared so yeah. you could fix it. Oh yeah. So because you can't ever draw fire into the foxhole, you have to cover yourself. Oh no no no. Mm-hmm. There was never any issue. No one was ever here. No. Right. That gift was perfectly, perfectly pristine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. And, and my mom too would forget certain gifts. Like I said, she would buy it and wrap it right away. It would be in the summer and you would find something in her closet and you would pull it out and go, what, what is this? Oh, and then she'd laugh. Ha 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 ha. I forgot to put that out. You'll get it this year. Kind of like the roller skates that I asked for like two years prior. And then I got my derby roller skates. Were they the right size? They were totally the right size. (laughs) Unfortunately, I got them like two or three years after I asked for them. (laughs) So for posterity, yeah, they're up in my attic currently in the original box. (laughs) Okay, wait. So... I know what roller skates you're talking about. Were they white with like yes. red and blue on it? Yes. yes. They're white. And now I can't remember. <laughs> they must have red uh, oh my God. wheels on them, I think. I sent some kind of Instagram video moment coming. Hmm. <laughs> We're going to have to think on that one. I know what you're talking about because I think I think I'm we have a had a pair too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you could get all probably all of $4 for them. <laughs> so were there any other... Spanish traditions that you remember growing up Mm. because I can think of one that I think we need to talk about. We talked about it last Monday at dinner. Oh, oh, okay. Well, look, just for those viewers (laughs) out there, I'm, I'm going to be crystal. No one's watching this. It's all about. Oh, that's right. Listeners. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Look, listeners. Um, I am from Galicia, Spain, not... Oh, deny, deny, hey, deny. Uh, this Denial particular... is not just a river. And he, it, it may be Egypt anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and Egypto. <laughs> oh, when she said that, it was so funny. Uh, no, this is not my particular mm. tradition. Not even my family's tradition. But yes... Joy came across this this Spanish tradition from what part of Spain? Catalonia. From Catalonia. Yeah, Catalonia is the Spanish version, right? Catalan is the language. The, yeah, is the language. Mm-hmm. So Catalonia is the eastern southern part of Spain. If you say so, geography is not my strong point. I'm just saying. 
I, I'm trying to definitely Ay, separate. See, this, this is what's particular, happening. This, this is what's happening, listeners. She's trying to tradition. say she has nothing to do with what you're about to hear. Yes. That's what's but happening. But she does. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's not even in my language. Figurine. A little clay figurine for the right. nativity. It's a person who is squatting and making a poo. Uh (laughs) And apparently, that's a tradition in Catalonia. And there's a whole store where you can buy... mm -hmm. So that you can put it in your nativity set. Mm -hmm. Oh, disgusting. Seriously. Mm -hmm. You know that she doesn't speak Spanish, Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Up to that point, she was getting it. Yeah, I understood understood what she was saying. I was never in Catalonia, okay? But I was in Castilla, and I was in Galicia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And no pooping figures there. And I have never seen Nobody such a disgusting thing. <laughs> they no. also sing a song. Oh, here we but go. But unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know the song. We in Rio Bau, we in Rio Bau. They don't poop, they pee. <laughs> no we, we had... Two doors. Do you know what she's talking about here? The two doors? Big doors. You know the place in Rio Bao, don't you? The nativity. Mm-hmm. With all the yeah, trees and, mm-hmm. and the mountains and the little houses. I think what she's talking the, about the is the backyard, right? And all those things. And I You've went been in that house so in Rio Bao. You stayed there, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was there all It's a big deal, yeah. big tradition. Mm-hmm. The nativity set with... The, yeah, so they the made it. So it was literally oh, outside. They would open up the doors, and in their backyard, they you know, they would they would go ahead and make the nativity set. Oh, you know, outside, outside. yeah, outside. Oh, for the baby Jesus and whatnot. Because next door, I mean, right. this was all gold, frankincense, and This guy pooping. It was all farms. No, I, I have never. It could have been. It could have been, been a woman. Where they put him in the nativity? Yeah. Oh. He's got the outfit and the sandals and everything. And they have the, the outfit of the Catalan. Thank you, Google. I know that looks Japanese. It looks like a sumo wrestler. Mm-hmm. All right, let me take a look. Let me see. Listen, I, I didn't make this up. No, no. Here's another poop. Oh, and a log, too. A sheep. Yeah. I don't know. I can't say much about that. I never heard of it. I never saw it. And to me, all oh, is a thing of really poor but wait, taste. Yeah, where in the nativity uh, did they well, put it? Well, it looks like here is it's not part to... of the nativity set. So here's where it starts it, with, is it part of the nativity set? So is the pooping man part of it? Yes. Caganerf that flips. Wait. Yeah, so it's just a little figurine of someone squatting with his pants down. His pants down. What I was asking and pooping. is that... Uh, Guy pooping, pooping. Yeah. They put him in the nativity set. I guess so. Oh, you No, I thought it was a figure, the nativities, but not put him in. Right, it's one of the three <laughs> wise men. 
blasphemy. <laughs> yeah, maybe he went coming from a long distance. And I he really have to go. No, 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 no. He had too many uh, we gotta kids. Go, we gotta go. No, there were no toilets in that time. Yeah. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. That's me or trying to paper. input reason. Or okay, let's move yeah, on. They had to use uh, the camel's tail. <laughs> no, no, no. They were using uh, cabbage. So this is me and my brother now feet, trying to please. Google as quickly as <laughs> oh, we possibly can please. every please. single oh, last uh, bit of information on this whole <laughs> mess. <laughs> it is like uh, the fig leaves are. She's like, talking about um, using them as toilet paper. Ah. Rough, rough, rough. Yeah. Well, you got it. Whatever you. Have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? If they had dogs, you know, as pets, they're only brown. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I can't, I don't even know. I, I can't even comment. And the dogs don't know any better. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tio Actually, de, you can tio, teach. Tio de nada, right? Pooping log. The Catalan holiday tradition now available Oh, that's in the, the of course. The, that's the, me trying to be a little scholarly oh, about yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. It's the pooping log. It's like a, what, a, a sheep? A sheep? He's trying to say sheep. It's a log with a uh, face on it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Scroll a little bit soon. Yeah. So the guy. Yeah. In the log. I'm telling you, it, well, you can't buy entertainment yeah, like this. Real you really can't. log is. She's trying to find reason right, right now. Why would someone do this? So the guy doesn't get put into the nativity scene. He gets put next to the pooping log. No, I don't think that's right. No, that's what it sounds like. No, the log it, is separate from the pooping guy. Pooping log. You guys, the log is separate from pooping logs. The pooping guy is Cagner, C-A-G-A-N-E-R. Now we have a new person who's weighing in on it. Hey. Don't miss out. I don't know how you say that. Okay, how do you pronounce it again? Cagner. Cagner is a regular feature of nativity scenes here in Catalonia, where he is believed to have started to appear around the early 18th century tend to represent pastoral scenes reminiscent of the local countryside and large country houses and depictions of rural life. It is among these everyday scenes that the Caganer tends to appear, crouched behind a building or a tree in the corner of the nativity. Oh, my gosh. Oh. This guy is from Kentucky. <laughs> no, you know what I'm thinking? It, I, I'm thinking <laughs> or Ohio. It is I, we... Us Kentuckians have missed, (laughs) we have missed the point. I mean, we have really missed something in our nativity scene. For real, I think I'm related to that guy. I I can't believe. The goat man. The goat man, yes. Oh my gosh. All I'm thinking of is (laughs) he is the old fashioned Mm. elf on a shelf. Oh, yes. He's the original elf on a shelf, except he's pooping on a shelf. Well, you know, it's pastoral. <laughs> uh, oh and if you Everybody continue poops. to read, is they talk about theories of why he's now, there. Now, wait, can I just say, Absolutely. this is why it's important to have an uninterested third party. 
Yes. I'm just saying. It because is. Because I have no, a different... She seems taken. Mm-hmm. She's, that's exactly right. She does seem very interested right well, now. Well, I am Let now <laughs> because what? I'm like, what the heck? We're talking What's about and a man pooping in the nativity scene <laughs> and a pooping log. And I'm trying to get... With like, a history that I I can relate to and also educated. Mm-hmm. So we can all kind of loop it back in and and present to the listener a comprehensive... Oh, my goodness. What? We're talking about a man pooping near the nativity <laughs> set. Go well, ahead. I, I, Spoil I it for everyone, okay. Juliet. So, so what were you saying, Susie? Yeah. I'm just what, saying what, what is they research? had different <laughs> theories according to this culturetrip.com. A culture trip. <laughs> yeah, it's a trip. Um, but you know they talk about why is he pooping and there's several different theories well he's pooping because everybody poops well as your dad said maybe he had a long trip and he just needed to go because they're going from village to village and clearly but then someone says that one theory goes that the tell me again how to say it Caganer. Caganer. Caganer simply represents fertility and that the fertilization of the earth which yields food I wish for you us could see to Juliet's eat face. on this account it is a symbol of good luck and the wish for a prosperous new year and good health another expo- explanation for why the figure appears in local nativity scenes is that he is said to represent Ooh. mischief and evil but wait a minute I like to go back to the good food <laughs> and the fertilization. Because then you it gotta, brings, wait, hey, wait, it no, is you full be, circle yeah. from Spain to Kentucky to Ohio. Mm. Full circle. Mm. Food. I, I, fertilization. I mm-hmm. how, how does pooping in the field have anything to do with fertilization? Fertil- what do you mean? Of the ground? Come on, Julie. Oh, my God. So he eats and then it's and like then fertilizes. Full circle. Is that what we're talking yes. about? <laughs> He's fertilizing the soil. Mm. Oh, and there's, there's something very midsummer about this whole thing. <laughs> midsummer. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd like to throw myself over a cliff. That, that's the oh come on that's the tie-in to this so, one <laughs> you all told me about the pooping man but i was a little confused because there was also a pooping log yeah with oh, i don't know song. i don't necessarily know i how think those they're two, two separate things i don't think they actually i don't think they are the same thing right i think one is kind of like a christmas pinata right and the other one is part of the nativity which your mother and ron they're both like no that can't be part of the nativity. well here let's Play the rest of it. Well, you know that my dad will comment on this, saying that he learned about this from Rick Steves. I know. No, no. Don't don't you mean like Rick Stevenson? No, I don't. (laughs) It's Rick Steve. Well, then not according to your dad, it's not. Oh. (laughs) It's a log, and it's hollow, and they treat the log very well. And give it probiotics, right? At the very end, at Christmas time, whack they whack the log, the log whack and the the sweets and the candy and stuff comes out of the back of the log. Oh, oh why wouldn't I call that sweets <laughs> and candy? Apparently, the log has a name. Really? Really? The log has a name. It's, I guess it's Kaga, C-A-G-A-T-O-T-I-O. <laughs> Uncle, Uncle Poopy? Ka- Wait, C A G O A C A G A. Uh huh. Kaga, Kaga, 
T O T I O. Uncle Pooper. That's the uh, what Poop. I keep reading is that's what they call the the <laughs> log. Old Cagatio is one of the most highly anticipated holiday guests in homes around Christmas. What time. are you talking about? The log? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so, log has a name. Uncle Poopy is the like the big holiday guest in your home. Yep. Apparently, yeah. Cagatio. Cagatio, <laughs> and it says that that they feed him. What? They keep talking about feeding him, and then on Christmas is when they hit him with the stick. You see, this is why it's important to have a third party. Here it says, it says, children are told to feed cagatillo dry bread, orange peel, or dried beans mm. in the days oh, just, no before, <laughs> just before Christmas. <laughs> children are told to take extra care of cagatillo if they want him to bear Gifts okay, so Christmas now I did hear Eve. that. Yes, so you really have to take care of the of the log. You have to be good to it. How do they yeah. feed it? It's a log. Mm-hmm. Well, the, maybe they says, just put a plate in front of them or something. I don't know. It says this is where it becomes fascinating. Could you feed it like some Sprite and some crackers and cheese? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe he likes Sprite, club crackers. Cheddar cheese. Uh, I would. Well, I do. I like I like Sprite club crackers and cottage. Wait, oh, no. <laughs> it gets better. So Cheddar cheese. Just before hitting the cagatillo, children are instructed to go out of the room and pray that the uncle will provide them with lots of gifts. This is when parents usually seize the opportunity to hide the gifts be- beneath the cagatillo's cloak. Where the kids are, when the kids are not looking, when the kids return, the gifts are unveiled one by one until there are no more. At which point, it's not uncommon for the cagatillo to produce an onion or cured herring. Ooh! Oh my God! How big is this log? Ooh! <laughs> but oh, that's terrible. Oh, and, you don't want to get an onion or. Hair of like is that is that Catalunya's version of coal? I I guess so because it Here, just here's says an onion. yeah Here, yeah. It says gold. the log symbolizes gifts of warmth and light that are given by the earth in the form of wood. As the practice became more widespread, commercial versions of the log appeared with a painted face and a red blanket. Now, okay, so that so does track the red blanket. The, is we've where seen they, it with a blanket, right? We've seen every depiction we've seen of it has yeah. a blanket. Yeah, and that's where they hide their gifts. Yeah, it says Cagatillo plays a similar role to that of Santa Claus in the USA. Oh, oh Lord, I think I like our version better. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know about a pooping log as a, and then beating him with sticks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> Come here, Santa. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't give me Gilligan's Floating Island, so you're, I'm gonna whack the crap out of you. I told you I wanted it in pink. <laughs> I wanted those roller skates two years ago. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> you deserve a beating. <laughs> oh yeah. Now give me some candy. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna get whacked. Oh, I, I guess goodness. I don't get the the song where they're talking about whacking him and the whole pooping that's what <laughs> so, i don't really the song goes 
Let's it see. almost sounds like a kid's nursery rhyme. Mm. But if you knew what they were actually saying, <laughs> it's like a Hansel and Gretel kind of thing. You know, like, yeah, come here, my pretties. I'm going to eat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just read some of the words on here. It is pretty. It's pretty like, gross. Yeah. 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 Europe and their nursery rhymes and stuff that they, mm-hmm. I don't know. They like scare their kids into I don't well, know, doing the right thing. <laughs> Going to bed, straight. close your eyes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> don't, don't come get out, out of your bed. room. Don't, don't get come out of your room. <laughs> the cagatillo is under your bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you think about it, it's like maybe the log, when they talk about the sweets and the candy, are similar to stockings in the U.S. And then what I just read about the parents saying, pray that. Then he brings you something good. Yeah, they bring you something good, and then they hide the gifts. So that's like the Santa version. So when the kids come in, they they do have gifts, but then they get to get they get what's in the log, which are sweets and treats, which is what we would get in stockings. Mm. Yeah, basically. It's almost like, you know what? I wouldn't say like a Santa. I would say this whole thing is more like a Grinchy Santa. (laughs) The Grinch comes into your house and he's putting, I don't know what, in your stockings. And then you jump out from behind the sofa and beat him with, with, you know, (laughs) sandals and your sticks. (laughs) Sandals and sticks. And he crawls out on all fours. (laughs) He's got to do a combat crawl. Right. Yeah, Ron, go ahead. Find find the song about the pooping man at Christmas. Actually, it's (laughs) not the pooping man. It's the log. So this song goes with the log. Exactly. Kids are beating with sticks. But they you call the log Cagatillo. Yes. Well, right, right, right. It's called, it's called Catalan Caganer Christmas. So there you go. But we don't speak Catalan. <laughs> That's me going, I'm not going to understand it. We don't speak Catalan. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently it's universal language. It all makes better with poo poo. Yeah. And then you beat the beat the log. <laughs> oh my! <man. laughs> it says. What in the world, man? It says. Pooping pooping log. Oh my god! It says poop. This is this is your people. I'm trying to blame my mother for this. Look, the two wait, say you like. Wait, wait, say again. Say again, Ron. Yes, poop log, poop duron, made from almonds or pine nuts. Don't poop sardines. They are too salty. <laughs> poop duron. They are better. Poop log. Poop duron. If you don't poop, I will hit you with a stick. Because they're singing to the log. Oh, boy. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they want the log. Yeah. They want the log to poop. Duron. Yeah. A lot of anger so, management going on in Spain right now. <laughs> so the log is like what Mexicans use a piñata for. Yeah, something and like this that. is a yeah. song saying to the to the log poop the candy, not something salty. And, uh, uh, oh my God, and naturally, this is it doesn't move by itself. And you got to heat it. Right. And when you heat it, it moves. And then the that's my dad trying to be practical. Yes, every time you hit the log, it moves and something comes out the other end. That's all right. It's not tradition. In the end, you know, whatever. We're all free. Yeah.
I can honestly say there's no tradition that I can think of that that even comes close to resembling that. I, I don't know what they do in Kentucky I, I, <laughs> or Ohio. Yeah, we're pretty but, normal. So we don't do much of that kind of thing here. But all I can say is that was so satisfying. <laughs> so much fun to listen to. Yeah, we're all normal. You're the weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just like how your parents, like, there's actually a discussion. I just, I can't <laughs> believe it. Out of something like that, pooping log and, and some squatting guy near your nativity set. And my dad's kind of saying, oh, yeah, well, you know. And I, and I felt like he was going to, as soon as he said Rick Steves, oh, yeah, I think I saw that on TV. I thought, <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. Don't tell me that he's going to know the history of this whole thing because I cannot believe it. But I would well, believe your dad would actually know it because he's like an open-minded kind of guy. I, I can see him being like, oh, yeah, those are all those pooping figurines that you find in Catalonia or whatever. And then there's my mother next to him going, yeah, of course. You I know, know. It's Catalonia. That's, that's what they do over there. As if, yeah, you know, we all know them for their pooping figures. The rest of us look down at them, but that's okay. And then my dad ends it with, well, it's a tradition. <laughs> that's what I find so funny is that it's just... That he is that that there is a whole conversation Trying throughout to your dinner about the, the whole thing. Oh, I, I know completely. <laughs> well, it's I've not been to a family dinner oh, with with your mother. We need to I, I've, that. I've been we invited to, we need to make several that times, times, but yes. have not. But I have sat at your house with you mm. and Ron and some mm -hmm. other family members. And I remember the whole discussion about culottes. Do you remember when yeah, culottes? No. At first, I wasn't quite sure where you're going with that, but yeah, culottes the pants. Yeah, yeah, and about <laughs> the discussion about the dog. No, I mean, no, no, no. what are you talking about? I just, uh, you're right. I totally find it funny that <laughs> everything. I mean, that, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what. <laughs> no, everything is up for discussion. Oh yeah, and don't worry. <laughs> Someone is going to Google it. Someone's going to research it. Someone is going to get back to you on the specifics. Kind of <laughs> mm -hmm. like what, what just happened here about this. Which I love it. I mean, you know? I, th I think mm -hmm. it's great. But it is funny that, mm -hmm. that you look back hey, and think. Hey, you know, Columbus, yes, he's from Spain. No, no, he's no, not. No, no. Yeah, yeah, he no. is. No, okay, Google it. <laughs> but I do find it funny that we will pretty much research and hash out <laughs> and argue about pretty much any <laughs> single item, idea. That's any, true. Anything, uh, anything is up for debate. Anything. Mm -hmm. And you better be darn well sure to support it. Oh, yeah. You better and have you your have supporting to, facts. You have to be bought in 100% to support mm -hmm. your premise. Yeah, that's, that's right. Sure. And, and, and you better be ready to debate. Mm -hmm. It's like the debate team. Oh, yeah. You, you, you better hope that you were good there. Well, I can't say that I'm 100% proud of that conversation. <laughs> you know what you're getting for Christmas, listeners. Yes. El caganer. <laughs> uh, wasn't that a super fun episode? We all had such a good time recording it. Now, 
is it me or is there a connection between hanging your stockings on the chimney and putting your shoes outside your door? Hmm, maybe our one listener can let us know via carrier pigeon or smoke signal since I haven't set up our email accounts just yet. That's it for this holiday special episode of Everyday Macaroni. And remember kids, the truth is out there, but Santa is not. Happy holidays! I hope you enjoyed listening and sharing a laugh or two with us. Stay tuned for more Everyday Macaroni adventures on future podcast episodes. And if you want to see some pictures of us, you can follow me on Instagram by searching at Joy Alford Brand, hashtag Everyday Macaroni, hashtag The Dollar Llama, or on my Facebook page, New Cash View. Again, thanks for listening and join us for the next episode of Everyday.